0: podcast is part of the Sports
1: Social Podcast Network. OK, it's an Anfield Rap special. Uh, we're going to be discussing the culture of support around Liverpool FC, I've decided, that's what it's called. Uh, I'm Gareth Roberts, I'm hosting. We've got Sam Evans here from the Spying Cop 1906 group. We've got Tony Barrett here, who says he doesn't need an introduction. He's <laughs> just all know who he is. Scouse, <laughs> scouse guards, apparently. <laughs> And then uh, we've got Andy Robertson, who doesn't need any introduction here. You all know who he is. That's the assist king at Liverpool <laughs> FC currently. Um, what we wanted to discuss here was the Bournemouth game in particular, lads, was, was brilliant, I thought. And I think anyone who cares about the atmosphere that's generated, generated at Anfield loved the Bournemouth game because it was not amazing opposition that you got dead exciting about. You know, it's not a Man United, it's not an Everton, it's not a big European game. It was a Saturday, it was a three o'clock kick-off, and all of those things together, for as long as I've been coming to Liverpool, which is a long time, I've often meant that it's a little bit stale, a little yeah. bit low, it's not It's not the atmosphere that we all dream of, and that kind of thing. And for Bournemouth, it was boss, yeah. for Bournemouth, it was brilliant, and I just want to sort of go round the table and get everyone's thoughts on it, really, because it, it felt like your boys, the cop boys, yeah. put out a bit of an appeal. On social media, that seems to work. We talked about it on the Anfield app. The manager talks about it all the time. The players talk about it, including Andy. And it, it felt like we all come together and went, right, OK, are we'll making Bournemouth with the boss.
0: And it was great, wasn't it? It was. I don't like you were saying no one was expecting it because it was Saturday 3 o'clock. We sort of came out on social media and said, we want everyone on the ground this early. And we got one of the old flags out which said, unity is strength and yeah. it was marked within the players and everyone's seen that. And I thought that symbolized what we're all standing for at this moment everyone needs to be together to you know get them over the line eventually
1: and uh, Andy you know you spoke before about about the atmosphere about you know how, how the players do hear it you, you've t- spoke about how good it was to have your song sang and, and that kind of thing we've seen you as well obviously famously now uh, chasing down a ball against city and it seemed like as the crowd went higher you went faster and it just kept on you know that thing where it's chicken and egg one supports the other and, and vice versa. What, what was the conversation amongst the players about that warm atmosphere with it being Saturday, 3 o'clock and that kind of
2: thing? I think after the game, I think all the lads knew it made a big difference, even from when we were going out to warm up. I mean, there was probably a lot more fans mm. in, um, you know on the ground than, than usual and like you would said, it's easy. It's it's not easy because obviously it's a special atmosphere regardless. But when we play against Man United or when we play against Everton, and it's the the Champions League. Then it, of course it's a bit easier to you know create a special atmosphere and get up, But it's probably the games that you know Saturday at three o'clock where we maybe need it the most when people maybe maybe don't think and you know I think we all pull together in that game and look we've only got nine games left and half of them will be at home. So you know if we can create an atmosphere that make even a small difference to. To the lads, then it will stand us in good stead. Of course, it's up to us to respond to that, which I think we've done brilliantly against Bournemouth. It might not always be the case um, in games for one reason or another, but I think we responded well to it and it made a difference in that game. And, you know, to be fair, I thought the Watford game was really good as well. The early goal obviously helped, but look, we've only got four or five home games left and it's if we can even get a slight advantage, which, you know, playing at home we should, then, you know, why not try it?
1: And Tony, you're you're like me and that you know you've been coming here a long, long time, and you will have seen different atmospheres for different moments, different managers. We have seen at times like it, it's turned a little bit toxic at at different times as well. We won't go into that bit, um, but the, it was really good against Bournemouth, wasn't it? You know, it was good afterwards as well that like you saw you saw Trent come out and talk about he'd never seen something like that for a three o'clock Saturday. But perhaps more importantly for me, you saw Steve Cook come out, the Bournemouth defender, and say we knew early on that that was going to have an impact. And, that, and that, that that's the important bit, isn't it? Because fans talk amongst themselves all the time. And I think I think sometimes we let in what, what people outside of our Liverpool bubble say. And we shouldn't do because they'll go, ah, Scouts are always banging on about atmosphere and how great Anfield is and stuff like that. And if we think it is and if the players think it is, that's all that matters, isn't it? No, no,
3: I, I think to understand Watford or Bournemouth, you've got to understand what happened to the Leicester game. and it yeah. was, The Leicester game was one of those watershed for the, probably the wrong reasons on the yeah. night. It, Anfield just felt overexcited and anxious at the same time. It was just weird. City had lost the night before. I've, I've always thought if City didn't lose the night before, Anfield would have been in a different place the next day. Because City had lost, and it felt like this is like a big chance. And it's, it was still January. There's still all these games to go. But it felt like we had to win today, and if we don't win, what happens? And i thought that filtered through the stadium the players that it just felt like that and the spying cop lads that it was them who, who reacted to that and it was a bit of a call to arms in the, the week building up to to bournemouth i've been speaking to adam cairns and cop a lot and it was it was this what can we do what can we do to make it better And it was the same the players the lads were were, were speaking to me about what we could do what, what what can they do to help what can we do to make a difference a lot of talk about the music that was played before the game. Some of the choices you couldn't, couldn't put on in any football ground in the world. Uh, but but I think we had some of Robbo's choices before the game against Bournemouth. Um, and it, it helped. It worked. Mm. And it, you look around the ground and, and people enjoy what was going on. People felt relaxed. And that relaxed atmosphere, that feeling of confidence, that then seeped through. The players then feel it's a place where they can perform. The players start perform, then the crowd reacts again. So it is that thing that you go on about about that, that synthesis between players yeah. and supporters. And when we've got that, I don't think there's any other club that there is there's of the obviously is, but I'm I'm terribly biased. But in this country, there's not many clubs where supporters and players can bring the best out of each other like that. And we won European Cups with bang average teams and one of the is because the, the atmosphere of the sports created. So the more we can do that, the best the chances become. And it is that don't listen to the negativity. That's people see I think people are setting traps for Liverpool. I think they want to see us fall for tricks. I think they want to say talk about the pressure that's on the players, yeah. about the crowd putting pressure on the players. The reality is, if the teams are in the top five or six, there's only Liverpool where the where the crowd are having a positive impact on the team regularly. It's not happening to the clubs. So it's in their interest to try and undermine that relationship. So we've just got to stick to what we do. And Watford and Bournemouth especially, that was that was the best of Liverpool on off the pitch.
1: And, you know, Sam, what, what the spying cop lads do, I mean, for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what it's all about, really, you know, you, you're you making the flags, you're making the banners, you're also putting out the calls to arms yeah. now as well, like Tony talked about. But also you're giving up, you're all giving up a lot of your own time to do all this. Yeah. And I think what's been good for me for sort of looking in from the outside is that, you know, the likes of Tony, I'm sure he won't want to big himself up on this, but, you know, the likes of Tony and other people at the club i have helped you quite a lot, have, more yeah. than pre, perhaps previously in the past. So, you know, for instance now, you know, you, you've always needed somewhere, haven't you, to actually make the banners, make the flags, and at times you've been able to use yeah. the stadium and stuff when there's no one here at night and things like that. Yeah,
0: Tony's helped us, like, for the Champions League campaign last year, we were allowed to go in and paint two weeks before uh, in the concourse and the cop actually, and that made a difference, obviously, because everyone knows we're last season, so, yeah.
1: And uh, Andy, you know, you you you've come from. Everyone knows what your background is. Everyone knows where you've come from, and you know your stories being told over and over again about sort of where you were and where you are now. But you always seem to me and to a lot of, a lot of Liverpool fans that I talk to to be someone who who gets it, who understands the culture, who is enjoying themselves in Liverpool as well. I mean, what do you make of it? I mean, you know, Tony said that we're obviously biased. You've come in as an outsider at least initially, but you, you know, you'd be taken under the scout's wing if you like. <laughs> um, but what what do you make of the the culture, the fan culture at Liverpool in comparison to maybe elsewhere?
2: Yeah, the thing is, it's you know, it's first class, and I think what Tony's saying is, you know, in the top six, I, I don't think there's you know any um, you know team. I think you know. Probably won't like hearing this, but you know credit to the United fans last week. Obviously, everything's going good at their club just now, and and they created a good atmosphere. That's what happens when you know fans get behind their manager and a team, and but we have that you know more regular. There's there's against you know Liverpool, which is a big game and and all that, but you know we can create it against you know games like Bournemouth, and you know no disrespect to to Bournemouth, but like said, you know they're a you know midway you know a middle of the table team, and you know we're probably expected to win the game and. You know, I've, like you said, with my past, I'm, I've played with Hull, you know, I've, I've came to these grounds where it's been flat, I've been to Old Trafford and held them to a draw where it's been flat, we've gave Liverpool a game and things like that, and it's, you know, maybe people show up and think, you know, that's it, we're, we're winning, and like Tony said about the Leicester game, you know, obviously, look, the players didn't perform to what we could have done, but, you know, from the very start, I felt it was very you know, tense, and if you look at Leicester's previous results, they beat Man City, they beat Chelsea, They, you know, they're no mugs, they're they're a fantastic team, and they caused us problems, mm-hmm. and yeah, we drew, which was, it's not the end of the world, but like Tony said, I think if, you know, if Man City hadn't get beaten the last, the game, you know, the night before, it might have been a different story, but, like, that's ifs, buts and maybes, but we should have performed better to start, but, you know, from Leicester to then the Watford, uh, to the Bournemouth game, sorry, it was, it was night and day in my opinion.
1: The other thing I wanted to get you on as well is, you know, we, we'll talk all the time as fans about about songs, about banners, about flags, what, what makes up all of those things, what, what should be on a banner, what should be on a flag, what should the song be, what works, what doesn't, what fits in with our culture, what doesn't. But as as someone who's actually out there and playing, and at fullback as well, where, you know, you're pretty close to the crowd, so I'm, I'm guessing you can hear what's said at times. <laughs> it's not just about songs, is it? it, it it's about the vibe in the ground so it's about you know you can support without it just being about songs so you can you can be positive in what you're saying towards players you can you can certainly be negative towards them as well and i'm sure as i say you've heard that what what difference does that make to you i mean i know i know a lot of players seem a little bit reluctant to me to talk about these things because it seems to be a little bit of a stock answer around well we just block it out and we're professionals and we get on
2: with it but you must you must hear it and you must sense a, a vibe in a stadium of course i think like I said, I think fullbacks hear it a lot more, you know, when I take throw ins and stuff, I'm right next to the to the fans and stuff like that. And and, and to be fair to them, my handfield it's, you know, very positive. It's, you know, come on or, or and things like that. And it's it's, you know, very rarely negative I I, I would say. But um, you know, I think for that bournemouth game, even when we came out to warm up it we felt as if it was, you know, a bit of a part, party atmosphere and everyone was enjoying themselves mm. being at the ground and You know, that's 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 what you want. I think if you know, I've been a fan, I've you know, supported Celtic for an season tick for sixteen years and when I went to games I wanted to enjoy it. I didn't want to, you know, sit and you know, be tense every time, you know, the other team crossed the halfway line. You want to just go and enjoy your watching your team and, you know, enjoy the chase. Enjoy us trying to go for a Premier League. You know, you've been a supporter a lot longer than I've been a player obviously, but um, a lot longer yeah exactly a lot longer but right. you know, we've not you know we've not had a Premier League in 29 years and if we fail um, you know at the end of the season then as long as we've gave 100% and, and we know we've left absolutely everything out in that park then of course we'll have regrets that's natural but at least then we can go Do you know, what we've gave it our all and we're up against a world class team here you know Man City are, Man City have got no worse from last season we've just we've just got better and we've closed the gap and you know, with us being a point behind them, they, you know, it, it changes it, this time last season, how far in front were they 15 points or something, they were probably already thinking about their holidays at this stage they know they're in for a fight, and but we need to match that, and we need to keep going and we won't be, you know, if we do end up finishing second or whatever, then we won't be the first team to, to come close and not succeed, so that's not that's not the pressure that's on us, the pressure is our own pressure, that, you know, we know we're a good team, we know, we, sh- we hopefully will be in this position again, because we're young enough, but you never know and we want to try and you know take this opportunity and, and and grasp it but you know like i said as long as we give 100% in every game and we have no regrets then um and leave everything out of the park then at least at the end of the season we can look back in disappointment but one that you know will take a lot of positives from this season and try and go into the next
1: there's a message in there isn't it only for for everyone really involved in liverpool here and so it, it, the people who work for the club but the people who support the club as well like we may as well all give this our all, you know, there are these five home games left. If it gives them an extra 1% by getting right behind them, by making the ground raucous, by giving the opposition loads, by appealing for every decision, you know, then we may as well go for it, it might me, be, because you, you don't want to be coming out of the ground as a fan and seeing what Virgil van Dijk said and saying, you know, I could sense tension in the stands. I think the lads could a little bit. You don't want to hear that from the players you support, do you? You you want to be coming out saying whatever the result. If the players are all come, you know doing media interviews saying the fans are absolutely brilliant today, then well we we can all feel like we've done our bit to to go as far as we can go with it. No, this. that's spot on. There's the, I,
3: I look the last few weeks and a lot of things that have been said and written about Liverpool fans and usually by people who haven't been in the ground and it's frustrating it, it frustrates me and it frustrates me more when people associated with Liverpool buy into that in any way. And there's been all this talk about pressure and bottle and all that and the players can't cope with the pressure. You, you, you look at Andy's career, where he's come from, he gets let go, 15-16, comes back from that. He, he he goes to Premier, he plays for Hull, they get relegated, he moves to Liverpool, can't get a game, comes in the side, wins his place. Played home play Roma. the way, he start, he boots a Roma player on the... the running track at the Stadio Olimpico.
1: Fantastic moments. But but these are
3: moments which show that someone's struggling with pressure or or lacks bottle. You can go through the Liverpool team from back to front, big, big characters. You're around the crowd, go go and tell those lads they lack bottle or they can't cope with pressure. There's a lot of this stuff and it just becomes, it's a narrative that gets established and it's a narrative that's designed to undermine what the the lads are trying to achieve on the pitch. There's an old trick in boxing where, where a boxing trainer would... Let it be known to the to a journalist that the other fighter he's, he's having a few problems with his trainer. There's a bit little bit of tension there. It gets in the papers. Then the next press conference, the first question that gets asked, How's your relationship with the trainer? And it's all designed to undermine. And that's how I see this stuff. Mm. You, you, you know where it's coming from. It's very obvious where it's coming from. And you can see it a mile off. And you just can't let it affect you. So you go on the ground and you support Liverpool. That's all you ever do. Don't worry about what everyone else is saying. Just support Liverpool and see where it takes us. There's no guarantees in any of this. The only guarantee that I've got, and I, I can say this because I'm fortunate enough to work for the club, is I, I see these lads, their commitments day in, day out in different ways. We've got a group of lads here who have given everything to be, finish as society as they possibly can. So in return, all we can do is give them the kind of back and that deserve for, for that kind of commitment. And that will take us a long way. Whether it takes us all the way we'll find out, but it won't be for lack of time and it won't be because of pressure and it won't be because of lack of bottle.
1: Just just wanted to get you again, Sam, on the, the sort of support side of things. It, for me it, it seemed not long ago that we were looking at clubs like Borussia Dortmund, for instance, you know, like they always had seemed to have like a, a fantastic relationship with fans and were really helpful, even down to like with logistics of things. So you know, I, I remember d- doing an interview with a, the the fan liaison officer in Dortmund, and, and him saying, "You know, he's him, we, by the way. He's what? He's called him. He has got him. <laughs> he's got him." Um, but it, but he was like, you know, we'll send the, we'll send like a van out to like pick flags up and things like that to take them to games and stuff like that. Now it's happening more and more. Maybe not the van thing, but it's happening <laughs> more and more that the club are trying it help. The, fan, the fans with the showing of support, aren't they? They're helping spying cop, they're helping people that want to get flags onto the cop and stuff like that. And, you know, there are barriers to jump over and that's probably not to everyone's liking, but it is what it is. And what I'm saying is it, it seems like there's a better relationship there now. It seems like we're, we're all a bit more, it sounds cheesy, but we're all a little bit more as one than maybe it once was. Definitely,
0: we're all on the same page. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's like we were saying before, with Tony, he'll get in contact with us and we can go and paint or like we were speaking about before, getting the flags over to Bayern and things like that. And the relationship is a lot a lot more stable than it was, should I say, yeah.
1: And twi- twisting all this on, on its head as well, Andy, just to um, you know, you, you said before about being in other sides and you've gone to big grounds and stuff like that. Have you ever gone anywhere and, and, and a similar situation to maybe Steve Cook there, where you, you sort of maybe looked around and just sensed, that the fans are all on the side of the opposition that day, that they want it, that, that there's that feverish thing that you sometimes get around you. and you've just thought, has it affected you
2: the other way is what I'm trying well, to we, say. We, we had a how we had to, we had to beat Crystal Palace um, or we had to at least avoid defeat to give us a chance the last game of the season and we were about 2-0 down after five minutes I think and that was, that. that's what relegated us but that day that, you know, I think we've all been to, to Palace they, they create yeah. a very good atmosphere in my opinion and their fans got behind them like so well, and you know it, it gave them a lift. Whether you know it affected us, maybe not so much, but it gave them a lift. And you know on that day, they ended up being us four or five nil, I think it was. And and then after that, all the you know all the kids and all the families and stuff were on the park, and they were all walking round, and they were partying. We'd get changed and on the bus, and all the fans were still in the stadium and the whole day because it knew that that cemented their place in the Premier League, and that's how big it was for them. And you know that's one I remember you know clearly. From my time at Hull and um, you know that made a massive difference for them that uh, that day and you know that's well, i'm not saying but like tony said about pressure and bottling all that relegation that's pressure because mm. i've said it in interviews before people lose their job players lose half their wages managers get sacked more often than not that's not what this is for that we're going we're going for a title we're going for trophies like it's something that we should enjoy it's it shouldn't something that we feared and you know, maybe it feels like that, you know, like you said, outside pressure and things like that, that, you know, people are trying to get to it, but everyone should enjoy it, you know. Not many people would have been there 29 years ago, you know, obviously we've got a lot of old fans that are, you know, great and they would remember the glory days, but, you know, a lot of them are, you know, the ages of, you know, like yourself, that's, you know, you haven't seen Liverpool win a league, so why not try and enjoy it? This is no different to the times where we've came close, it's, you know, how hard it is to win a Premier League and, We've got nine games and we've put ourselves in a great position. Some people that are talking about it, you know, they would they would pay a lot of money for their team to be in the exact same position sure. as us. But we're one point behind City. We've got nine games left and let's see what it takes us. We know we'll fight for everything and, you know, if we fall short, we fall short, but it won't be from a lack of trying. And, uh, and I think as long as everyone, like I said, fans included, can sit back at the end of the season, of course they'll be disappointed, but they look back and say, you know, what, we gave everything, we, we tried everything and we go into next season and, we, like, you know, it's a young squad, we'll gain from this experience, win or lose. And if it's, you know, if it is the, the latter one, then we move on to next season, a better team for it. I mean, uh, in this
1: conversation, there's a few things touching on sort of our mainstream media, are doing things and stuff like that. I'm more interested in what, you know, we do, what, what what Liverpool fans do and how aware you are of that. Because one of the things we talk about when we're doing the Anfield app is, Surely the vibe that that supporters generally bring to the club. So if the if they're positive about it, if they look at it in the context of how you have just there, where you're saying, you know, you're challenging this side, you know, there's nine games to go and there's every chance Liverpool win the league. We all would have taken that, you know, and and, and just because, you know, there's been a draw here and there and it's not how we want it. There's still plenty to fight for, there's still plenty to play for, there's still plenty to support. Uh, are you aware how supporters are reacting at times to results? Are you
2: aware even what the mainstream of course media it's, are saying yeah, as well? Look, all players are on social media, all players, you know, walk yeah. out the ground and so, so look, it's you know, it's very hard not to get away from it. Whether we draw and you know, fans are prone to overreactions. Of course they are, you know, they just say how they feel in that moment and things like that. But but that's part and parcel of being a footballer. Look, we're we're tough-skinned. We know how to deal with that. But you know, when it comes from your own fans, it's maybe a wee bit harder. And um, you know, I can see some people talking about you know a draw at Old Trafford. Like that's not a bad result. We drew now. Now, yes, could we have been better? One hundred percent. But you know, a draw at Old Trafford's never a bad result, in my opinion. And Goodison, Everton. You know, the way they played, the way their fans reacted to our situation. You know, they created a good atmosphere, fair play to them, but it was because of our situation, it's not because of theirs. And to get a draw, we could have won it. We, could, we had three or four massive chances that on another day we put away, but we didn't, that's football. But these things these things happen and, look, we know how the fans react, but if they can react positively, of course it is. But, you know, we would if you would gave us at the start of the season, would we have took a point behind Man City with nine games to go after how far we finished behind them last season? Would you have took it? Yeah, you would have. It's hard because what's happened in the season, we were leading, we were four points clear, five points clear, whatever, but it was too early. It was in December, January. You don't win a league then, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's too early. Now we're at the bit where it matters. We're at the, you know, the nine games left, we're in single figures and we're a point behind. So we give ourselves a hell of a chance and, you know, if City slip up, then we need to be in a position to take advantage of that because that's what they've done so well was, to be fair to them, as soon as we've dropped a point, they've picked up three points and they've closed the gap every time and... And that's what they've been good at. But if they drop any more points, then that's where we need to be in a position to take. If they don't, then you have to hold your hands up and go, "Do you know what they deserved it?" Because if they go the next nine games unbeaten, then you know it's an incredible run in the fad from the last sixteen, seventeen games, I think, and it's ninety-eight it, points. Yeah, that. and it's ninety, <laughs> and it's ninety-eight points. You know, if both of us win every game, which I think is unlikely, but then it finishes ninety-seven points. Whoever finishes second, which would be the highest ever and, you know, it's probably going to go like that, it's going to be close, but, you know, all we can do is get the maximum points that we can get, and if we can get that, then I'm sure it'll put us in a good position.
3: You'll have to be a bit careful with the, the negativity as well, because it, it's sometimes totally different it's inside the grounds or well, outside the grounds. I was in the, the way under Old Trafford, and it was defined to the end of the game, mm. you know, it was Liverpool, Liverpool, top of the league, and then I come out, you, I, I had no Wi-Fi at Old Trafford, as most people don't, When I come out and looked on social media, it was like the way out of the end, it was 2 really, really, like, the difference between those, the feeling of those in the ground, those who, who were in the ground, it was massive. But then the other side, of that is, fifteen years ago, me and you might have went to match, gone out, the ALOS, and moaned the pub down because Liverpool drew at home it against yeah. whoever, and you moan, you moan, and it's this player and that player, and you, you have your moan. But it just belongs to us, and where there's our company, yeah, there's not. Now the it's payments. on social media. There's yeah. someone retweeting it, it. This perception is that this negativity is not just—it's just social media, yeah. And it is a totally different feeling often when you're at the game. and that, That's that been blown up a little bit. But I also think as well, you've got to allow supporters just as players the chance to vent. Sometimes you've just got to howl at the yeah. moon. It hasn't been our day. We haven't got the result we wanted. The league tables now looks a little bit different and you want to have a little bit of a moan. That's just the most normal mm. thing in the world. But it's, as long as it ends there, and it doesn't come into the ground and the next game, I think that's fair enough. I think we've all got a right to have
2: a little bit of a mo. I think Ooh. the Man United game was, because I'd press after it, and I remember it, and people were saying, you know, have you slipped up and stuff? And I said, just look at, how, what, four or 5,000 fans in the corner at the end of the, uh, of the game. They were all singing Liverpool top of the league. They were all, you know, not happy with a drop, but they were, they were celebrating they were top of the league still. And, and like you said, I think everyone's seen it, you know, people on social media and things like that. It was very... Whoa, We've blown it today. Uh, do you know what I mean? But they probably four or five thousand that go to every single game. Like no offence, they know more than people that maybe don't watch every single game. That's only a fact because they see us week in, week out. And they were they were celebrating. Not they were celebrating the draw at the end. of the, And when we went over to the fans, they were all clapping. They were all singing and and everything. And and they believed it. But and then, like you said, it's changed a lot. And social media doesn't help that because. You know, like you said, ten, fifteen years ago, if you're going to the pub and you're moaning then it's only going to go to twenty other people and that's fine. And then it's done. But now, you know, it starts building momentum start people building it and then maybe the press get a hold of it and blah blah blah. And then it just it goes it can it can go worldwide as easy as that. But you know, back then it was probably it only goes to your twenty mates, which is fine.
3: Imagine if Ronnie Wheeler been on social media in nineteen eighty five just sticking he was getting out like, <laughs> one of the great players and he he's he was gives dogs abuse. Now players get that on social media. It's bizarre, but it is the way it is.
1: Well, well, you know Tony, as well. That whatever we do, as well, that there are some, for want of a better phrase, misery asses. You should follow them. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was going to say was, we, we've got Burn- we've got Burnley on Sunday, and uh, you know, straight away for me, like you, you 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 turn to Burnley and you say, okay, it's Sunday at twelve o'clock, and people can do the thing what they did about Bournemouth and say, well, that's not normally that's not conducive to to a good atmosphere. But then you can say, well, it's in our hands to do something about that, though. So, you know, it, it's, in, it's in everyone's hand who, go, who goes to Anfield on Sunday. They can go earlier if they want. They can sing if they want. They can make a flag if they want. They can get involved in songs, and maybe they don't normally. You know, they, they can do all the stuff that Sam and the Spy and Copper are encouraging them to do, can't they? Just, just because it's 12 o'clock, and it might, it might be, you know, Saturdays traditionally are night out nights for a lot of people and things like that. Sunday's traditionally a time when you might want to have a bit of a lie-in. We've heard Jürgen talk about that. He's not a fan of these early kick He (laughs) says something like, it's like playing footy when you're having your breakfast. But we've just got to forget it. Again, we've got to forget about all that and remember the title race bit, haven't we? There's a very football logic to
3: this, though, isn't it? Because there's not many things you do in your life where you go, if it's 12 o'clock, it's really bad. 12 o'clock at the time. If it's 8 o'clock at night, it's perfect. There's not that many Mm. things we, we do. that. Football's always been that way. It's always we got the eight o'clock kickoff against so Oddsfield on a Friday night and everyone goes that'll be all right. That'll be you, you don't have to think about the atmosphere then. Yeah. Everyone will finish work, get to go a couple of pints, come to the ground and be bang up for it. It's just the way it works. If you play football, you'd have an early kickoff, you lay the captain after ten minutes shouting to someone who's not at it, get out of bed. It's that yeah. thing, this football logic. But you've you've got to forget the clock. It's that thing, it's it's hard, it's and we. you You'd have to rearrange life in different ways that lads who play Sunday League and people who are kids who do whatever, whatever. You'd have to make special arrangements for a twelve o'clock kickoff. You're not prepared for it on Sunday. But you can do that and get in the ground and forget about the clock. It's this you're in the ground for the same amount of time. You'll get in an hour before kickoff, half an hour before kickoff, you'll go just after final whistle. She's so in the ground for two hours, so you may as well and this is what Jürgen always says, you may as well be the best that you can be while right in the ground. If you can do that against Burnley, twelve o'clock on a Sunday. The lift will give the players because that negativity can't seep out. It can be that feeling. Mm-hmm. It is 12 o'clock, it is Sunday morning, pretty much. What's the crowd going to be like? What are we? How are we going to play? But the players come out and they feel like that the supports that are on this, they'll respond. And at any other club, you might be able to say that that's not tested. Liverpool, it is. It's tested over 40, 50 years that if the supports are on, the players respond and vice versa. So... If we can get that, if we do get that good atmosphere. We do give the players the best possible chance to perform. That's all we can ask.
1: And the, the manager's massive about it, isn't he? About because you know he, he every single programme notes, every every set of programme notes, every single press conference he does. He seems to put a message out there towards his fans and say, get this, get the ground bouncing, and get behind the lads. And so you, you know you must know that that's his his stance on it all as well in the dressing room.
2: Yeah, I think obviously you mentioned Dortmund um you know previously and i think he's been very lucky that you know you watch tormund and it, it's great go, yeah. like when they walk towards the yellow wall and uh, and things like that so he's been used to it and then he's came here and that's continued um so he's obviously managed two clubs with you know that create a special atmosphere in stadiums and you know that's where he knows how big it is he obviously one trophies there and you know i'm sure he would have said the exact same thing then how important the fans were and you know like like tony said when although the timings and stuff of like that always change, but you're in the ground for the same amount of time and he'll say to us, you know, as long as you give everything that you can in the space of time that you have, Like obviously ours starts a bit earlier, you know, preparation and things like that, but as long as our mind's fully on it for, you know, probably the three hours that we're in the stadium by the time we do warm-ups and things like that, then if we give it all, then that's all we can do and then we go home to our families and deal with it. It's the same with the fans. They're in a bit less, but they might be in for two hours or an hour and a half or whatever, but, you know, if they can you know, they pay a lot of money, they pay a lot of money to be a season digger older and, and go to every single game, so, you know, you don't want to pay a lot of money to, to not enjoy it, why not, you know, just enjoy the game? Like you said, you're probably getting grief off the missies for being there in the first place, so you may as well enjoy the two hours before you go back home and get a rollicking, probably. <laughs>
1: Uh, Sam you said to me before that you had a question for Andy Robbo so I'm going to put you on the spot mate have you got one for him now or not um, I don't know <laughs> no? I, I know I've just put you on the spot but I just remembered you said before you had a question don't worry about it if to, it's, it's mind, you haven't it's a
0: blank put me under pressure No, oh, no, no.
1: I, <laughs> I just thought it would be a nice moment for you to, to, to do your Michael Parkinson impression there's something, there's something you
3: said there about Jaeger and, and Dortmund I, I think we're lucky at the minute with the players we got at Liverpool because if you look at it Andy's Celtic fan the, the supporter culture there is very similar to here. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Henderson, Sunderland, similar thing again. Berger Van I played for Celtic. James Milner, Leeds. You go through them. There's lads there who've, who've been involved. The club's Trent, obviously Liverpool. They know what it is. They know what it is to be a supporter. They know what it is to play in front of supporters with passion. And they know that it's not always sweet and light. They're kind of big clubs. If you fall short, there will be disappointment, there will be days when it's tense, that's just the way it yeah. is. That's big clubs, that's big supports, we all, we all deal with that, but they also know the difference supporters make. And that's one of the things that, in my job, that the one element of my job that is has been easy, has been the players interacting with supporters in this kind of way. Because they do get it, they absolutely understand, they understand the difference it makes.
1: Yeah, well, as I said there, I think it's in everyone's hands to to be the best they can when they go to Anfield on Sunday. That includes the players, that includes the fans, that includes everyone, really. So if you're going on Sunday, uh, maybe get there a bit earlier, maybe make a flag, maybe make a banner, maybe get involved in the songs and stuff like that and support the lads. And if you're on social media as well, just have a think, because I think, um, you know, we're given, as you say, Tony, it feels like at times Liverpool fans are giving people an opportunity to to write those crap articles where they say Liverpool fans are saying this on social media and things like that. And we know that, you know, Manx are looking in, we know Evertonian's looking and all the rest of it, and as soon as they see any cracks, they jump on them. So, I mean, it might all be a bit cheesy, but who cares? Like, if we can get behind the lads, if they can go on, they can push on... And as Andy said before, we're all hard and we could do with seeing another title sometimes. (laughs) So uh, no, thanks, thanks Andy for today. Thanks to Sam, thanks to Tony. That's been an Anfield Rap special. Hopefully, it's got your blood up for Sunday. And if not, why not get behind the heads on Sunday? Up to that.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.